Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. markets getting shaky. Um, you may remember about six months ago, might have been eight months, I told you that I'm not buying any more stocks. Now, I can't give you financial advice because that would be unethical, but I can tell you what I'm doing. So way back in the first part of 2023, I saw this coming because President Biden's such a weak leader. So now, um, and we're going to give you the specifics a little bit later on the program, you got to be very, very careful, okay? It's not a time to uh, speculate. It's not a time to guess because, boy, oh, boy, and I mean this, it's a cliche, but anything could happen. Okay, the Talking Points memo tonight is what happened this morning involving Hunter Biden. He pleaded not guilty to gun crimes at the federal level. So he's charged with false statement and purchase of a firearm, false statement related to information required to be kept by federal firearms dealers, possession of a firearm by a person who's addicted. Um, and he said, no, I didn't do it. Of course he did it. We all know that he did it because he pled guilty to it in the first plea bargain. So how could he did it, do it then, but now he didn't do it? This is our justice system. So... What's going to happen now is that Hunter Biden is going to plea it down. He's not going to go to jail, but that'll happen. But in the meantime, he'll be charged with tax crimes as well. Now, the Justice Department has to do that because it's been embarrassed beyond all measure because it tried to sneak this by and it was caught. Merrick Garland is so ridiculous. I, I, I didn't report him on it 60 Minutes. It was just absurd. I'm sitting there going, is this this is the chief uh, justice officer in a country? This man? My God. 
Anyway, so Hunter Biden, everybody knows he's a grifter. There isn't anybody in the country that doesn't know he's a grifter, including his mother and his father. They know he's a grifter. This is going to play out in a very interesting way. 13 months from now, we'll be voting for president. It looks like Trump will be the Republican nominee. I can't see any of the challenges beating him at this juncture. Now, Trump being Trump, anything could happen at any time. Okay, so you got to keep that in mind. But the primaries held tomorrow, Trump sweeps him, he's the nominee. Biden, I don't believe, will be the nominee on the Democratic side. And there are two reasons, his health, mental and physical, and Hunter. So let me make my case here. In 2014, Hunter Biden was gifted a $142,000 car by a guy from Kazakhstan. (laughs) So he got a $142,000 automobile. It's a gift. He gets the car and he trades it for an upscale Porsche car, which he's driving around. Delaware and Washington, D.C. His father has to know he's got that car because President Biden's a car aficionado. He's got the Corvette. He's got to know that Hunter's got an ultra expensive car. How? How? Okay, that's number one. This is right before your eyes, okay? So then over the years, Hunter Biden takes 15 trips, 15, on Air Force Two, the vice presidential jet. They go all over the world, he and his dad, Asia, Europe, Mexico, Canada, all all over the place, okay? When he shows up in China and Romania and uh, Ukraine, Hunter Biden has meetings with with people. Joe Biden doesn't ask about those meetings. If your son is traveling with you 15 times on a private jet, you don't, you don't ask him what he's doing. You don't ask him where he got the $150,000 car. It's impossible. Then, it, while this is all happening, Hunter Biden's a drug addict. You don't know that? So how can he be generating all of this business when he's a cocaine addict? Because if you were working for this money, you'd have to work your butt off for it. Couldn't be smoking cocaine every day. So Joe Biden absolutely knew what his son was doing. He, maybe he didn't know the specifics of whatever grift was in play. That's possible. Because Joe Biden's not a detail man. But he certainly knew that his son and his brother, Jim, were raking in the dough from overseas. So for Joe Biden to play dumb, nobody's buying that except for the liberal zealots who don't care. They're not buying it. They just don't care. Okay? So that is now in the mindset of the American voting public. You have a guy who's obviously infirmed, Joe Biden, and you have a guy who allowed his son and brother to run wild, accumulating tens of millions of dollars 
and he knew, and he helped. Joe Biden helped with that. 15 trips on Air Force Two helps. Okay? That combination will doom Joe Biden for another term, in my opinion. And that's the memo. All right, now we get to the historic day in Congress and the House of Representatives, which most people don't even care about. Now, I misanalyzed this. I did not think Speaker of the House McCarthy was going to be booted, but he was. So the vote was 216 out, 210 stay. There are 444 Congress people. Uh, some were not in attendance. So that's why it didn't uh, rise to 444. Eight Republicans voted to expel McCarthy as Speaker. No Democrats supported him. So what does this mean for you and the rest of the American people? It doesn't mean really that much concretely. McCarthy could apply for reinstatement. Um, But I think it's more likely that someone like Congressman Scalise from Louisiana, the man who was shot at the softball game, he's popular among uh, Republicans and he might have a shot at it. But Congress will function. It's just that they need a leader to introduce bills and to control the House and the votes and all that. But this is a win for the Democratic Party because it creates chaos in the Republican Party and was led by Matt Gates, you know, far right uh, congressman from Florida. And he and McCarthy despise each other, it was personal. But Mr. Gates has a view of the country that uh, McCarthy felt was unrealistic because you have to get some kind of detente between the two parties. And Gates will never be able to get any Democrats to ever support whatever he does. But he did today because the Democrats. They don't like McCarthy. There's no loyalty there. But they said, OK, let's throw the hand grenade into the Republican Party, which they did. So the Republicans are weaker tonight than they were this morning. Now, why did I misanalyze? I'm usually right about these things. Number one, I figured that Gates would make a deal with McCarthy to uh, not bring the vote to the floor. But... As I said, they hate each other so much now. That didn't happen. Number two, I felt that it might be a few Democrats that might go over and say, look, McCarthy's done a pretty good job, and I thought he did. So I don't want to expel him because I might get somebody worse. But the Democratic Party is disciplined. They vote en bloc. Okay? That's what they do. And they won today. It's temporary. Um, We'll have a new speaker, you know. I can't put a time frame on it, but it will not be long. So that's what happened in the House today. First time in American history. Southern border is getting worse. Uh, This is an astounding statistic. In the last two years under Biden, more than a ton of hard drugs has been seized by the feds at the border. A ton, more than a ton. And, you know, heroin and and fentanyl and meth, they don't weigh that much. I mean, you've got to stack it. And it's estimated that maybe the authorities stopped 20, 25 percent. So 75 percent of the drugs, the illegal drugs, get in. So wherever you are in America, there's no problem getting hard drugs. 
You can get them. There's guys selling them. No problem. In liberal states, the people who sell them don't get punished. Kill you. Sell them poison. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. So this is the result of the open border. When you have the millions of people coming across, some of those people are carrying narcotics. This is the way it is. All right? So that's number one. Mexican violence is now coming to America. Not that we need more violence here, but listen to this. Homicide rate in Mexico, 25 per 100,000 residents. 25. You know what it is for the USA? Eight. So Mexico is three times as violent in the homicide area as the USA. And finally, Homeland Security investigators uh, tell us that the cartels who smuggle the migrants in, the people smugglers, are going to make more than $13 billion this year by smuggling people into the United States. All of this is on Joe Biden's resume. No one else responsible but him. Mayorkas is a puppet. Mayorkas does what he's told. But Biden, the Biden administration is telling Mayorkas what to do, which is nothing. Don't do anything. Just sit there. Them all come across with all the drugs. So I looked around, I get somebody to analyze this with me. And as you know, my solution is an executive order for a year that Biden would sign today that says no more asylum requests because we got to take care of this chaos that we have created. Biden will never do it in a million years. But that's how you would stop it, or at least most of it, in uh, a very short period of time. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. 
So uh, Mike Baker is with us, a former CIA operations officer. He knows the world very well. He has a new uh, podcast on the first TV, Daily Brief, and he comes to us from Boise, Idaho. There's a lot of, a lot of CIA guys up in Idaho, I understand, right? It's kind of like rural out there and you guys do what you yeah, can do. It's good living. It's good living. And it's a, it's a CIA relocation program. So when you leave the agency, they give you a bus ticket to come to Idaho. And a lot of interesting characters in Idaho, isn't that for sure? All right. So my executive order, that makes sense to you, I'm sure, right? It does. But much like, you know, what you said during your talking points memo about other issues, it's and as you pointed out, it's not going to happen. This is a perfect example. What's happening at the border is a perfect example of a self-inflicted wound. Right. It, it, it as you pointed out with the ousting of the speaker, the border situation didn't have to happen this way. Right. But if you ask the cartel leaders in Mexico, if you got them all in a room together, you know, before you blew that room up. But if you got them in a room together and you said, you know, what would make your job easier? What would increase your profits? They would all say, lighten up the security at the border. And that's what's happened. And so it's no surprise that the cartels are now making more money than they've ever made before. And that's off of human trafficking and, and drugs primarily. And they're killing more people than they ever had before. So the murder comes yeah. along with it. So the Biden administration comes in day one, knocks out Remain in Mexico policy that stopped 80 percent of the illegal migration and the asylum into the United States. That was in Trump's last year. He, he got that done. Yeah. Why do you think President Biden knocked that out and opened up the border? Well, I think there was there was immediately this this idea that anything that the previous administration, the Trump administration had done, we've got to reverse. Right. And it was a knee-jerk reaction on several fronts, including the border. But reversing Trump-era policy on the border just happened to have the most significant impact on the average American in terms of the increase in drugs being moved into the United States, the increase in violence, uh, it, it's the, the, the demand on city resources. Look, you know it's bad. You know the situation is bad when Eric Adams, the Democrat mayor of New York City, is now in Mexico and will eventually end up at the Darien Gap, which is a, a, you know, a key part of the, the route that most of the immigrants are taking to get up to the border and then into the United States. So you know it's bad when there are some Democrats now complaining to the White House and putting pressure on the White House to say, look, this is, you know, they're admitting it's in our backyard now and it's ridiculous. You have to do something. But I still don't know why. Now, the CIA does not operate in the United States. It's not allowed to, but certainly knows what's going on in Mexico because Mexico is the biggest threat to us right now. CIA knows that. The CIA would know if you open the border up for anybody who is claiming asylum, anybody, and then you allow them in and five years down the road, maybe you adjudicate their asylum request, you're going to have millions of people take advantage of that. That's not a tough analysis for a CIA person. OK, but that's no, exactly it's, it's exactly what happened. But I'm still trying to get it. The CIA director, the current one, must have told Biden that. Right. The people must have said right. this is cause and effect. You do this. This is what's going to happen. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and the why, Biden administration, Biden the people do it? in the Biden 
No, they're, they're, they're not stupid people in the White House. We shouldn't make that mistake. So they do hear it and they are getting this advice. They're getting it from a variety of different agencies, not just the agency in terms of, you know, open borders or, you know, the, the next best thing to open borders uh, are a threat to national security. Look, in, in se September, as an example, in September, there were 260,000 encounters at the southern border. 260,000, right? That is bigger than the population of, of uh, Laredo, Texas. So that's, we've, we've added an entire town. Those are just the individuals that are encountered. We have no idea. We can extrapolate numbers, but it's a guess. We have no idea how many gotaways there are. And we have no idea, therefore, how many individuals are coming across the border that are threatening to our national security interests, right? Potential okay, terrorists all, and others. All know, we know all of that. We still don't know why Biden is doing it. Why is Biden doing it? Yeah, I, you know what? If I, if I could get inside Biden's mind, I, well, immediately I'd want to leave. But if I could do that, uh, yeah, I don't know is the answer. I suspect in part um, there was this knee-jerk reaction. If Trump closed the border, it must be bad. So therefore, we must do the opposite. But there yeah. are Democrats who do believe that closing the border or having border security uh, is racist in some fashion, anti-immigrant. Yeah. Right? Look, every nation, every nation closes its borders and worries about its borders, protects its borders. I mean, try moving into Mexico. Try going illegally into Mexico and getting a work permit. It's never going to happen. Right. But the U.S. is the one country that seems to apologize when we talk about protecting our borders and understanding who's coming progressive out. movement. I mean, they're behind it. OK, tell me about the daily brief on the first TV. What are you doing there, Mike? Sure. It's uh, it's called the president's daily brief. And the idea is much like with the PDB that goes to the White House every morning from the intel community. It's just the top line, the, the, the top issues of the day around the globe. We provide just the facts, a little bit of context, and then we get out and you get on your way. So maybe 20 minutes every morning during the week, uh, a new episode hits. We'll tell you what's going on in the world that you should keep an eye on, something that maybe hasn't hit the radar yet and you need to focus on. Uh, we'll put a little context in there and then you're off and you're informed and you can start your day. That sounds good, Mike. We really appreciate your expertise. Uh, we are seen on the first TV as well. So we're... Uh like brothers in arms now. And uh, whenever you see something that's a danger to national security, because you're in the world, let us know, because we, we want to stay ahead of the curve here. Mike Baker, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, let's go to Boston, my second home. So Boston has uh, managed to keep its crime situation fairly under control. One of the reasons is it's a segregated city. Um, the minority communities are in certain areas, and that is most cities, but in Boston, it's very pronounced. And um, Boston's not a large city. It's not like Chicago, all right? And, and so the police, Boston police, are able to uh, keep the mayhem contained, or at least have been to this point. So they established the Boston Regional Intelligence Center, BRIC, okay? And what BRIC does is sends undercovers in to ferret out violence. So violent gangs would be their targets. Terrorism, remember the Boston Massacre thing? Everybody in Boston Massacre. A Boston Marathon and, and, and the terrorism. Ball. That's what BRIC does. But it needs money from the city council. 
City Council Boston said no, seven to five. Why? Because the seven loons are just what we talked about uh, on the border. Oh, no, you're going to target blacks and Hispanics. So we're not going to give you the money. Okay, no evidence to back that up. Just they believe these seven. Uh, Public safety, uh, we want to be woke, right? Public safety, uh, we don't care. No violence, uh, even though blacks and Hispanics are killed at a higher rate than whites. Nah, nah, we're woke. We're noble. Boston, there you go. Life expectancy in the USA, this comes from a Washington Post study released yesterday. Uh, is the lowest it's been uh, since the mid-1990s. So you can expect to live to be 76 years old here, okay? Um, That means I'm checking out fairly soon. Uh, In 2014, you could expect to live to 79. So it's dropped um, three points, three years. That's pretty astounding. So, and they break it down along racial lines. Native Americans, 65 years. That's alcohol and things like that, impugning Native Americans. Black Americans, 71. White, 76. Hispanic, 78. Asian, 84. It's diet. That's what this is. So in 1990, 12% of all American adults were considered obese, grossly overweight. Now the number is 42%. It's diet. This is what's killing everybody. So this study says that people are dying most from heart disease, liver disease, cancer, and diabetes. Okay? They don't get into drugs here. Although my theory is, and it's just a theory, that if you are taking hard drugs, that's going to crush your immune system, and you're going to be more than likely to acquire any of the other diseases. An enormous amount of Americans take drugs. Enormous more than any other country on the face of the earth. So anyway, we're down three years in life expectancy. If you are eating and drinking a lot of sugar, that's killer number one, sugar. If you are, you look around, you know what you're eating and drinking. Read the label on the iced tea that you throw into your mouth. You, you're doing that, you're gonna live fewer years than if you don't do it. I'm talking generally now, but that's the truth. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, This podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere.
Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 Remembrance Across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. So the Pope is scolding America. This is an interesting story. So Pope Francis is a liberal theologian. Theologian, all right? I like him. He's a good guy, a kind guy. He lives a humble life. He doesn't live in the Vatican chambers. He lives in an apartment. Uh, I know his background in Argentina. I was down there when he was a bishop of Buenos Aires. I was in Argentina in the Falkland War years. Um, and I, I like him, but he's a liberal man. And he believes in climate change. So he writes a encyclical, 7,000 words, called Laudate Diem, Praise God. All right, that's Latin, of course. I'm an old older boy, I, I know what that is. And the uh, encyclical scolds America. Here's the quote. If we consider that emissions per individual in the United States are about two times greater and those of individuals living in China, and about seven times greater than the average of the poorest countries, we can state that a broad change in the irresponsible lifestyle connected with the Western model would have a significant long-term impact on climate change. Okay, but that's not really fair, because China puts way more emissions into the atmosphere than the United States does through its coal plants and, and pollution. You know, go to Shanghai, Pope Francis, take a look. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't go to Shanghai because the communists wouldn't let you in. Um, so that, when he gets involved with politics, the Pope, it flies out the window, in my humble opinion. When he stays on theological matters, he supports them. And remember, if you are a Roman Catholic, the Pope is only infallible when he talks on theology not politics. You know, I don't think he's got a grasp of real life. My opinion, I could be wrong. Love to interview him. Love to interview him. Marijuana. And I told you and told you and told you, <clears throat> this is not good. This marijuana stuff. If you have a condition, glaucoma, uh, other conditions, marijuana helps, I got no problem. None. But to make it legal is insane because of the children and all that. We've been over it. So a new study out by the University of Calgary in Canada. All right. And it, about 60,000 individuals are studied. It says <clears throat> that if you use marijuana on a regular basis, your risk for heart attack and stroke it goes up by 60%, zig zero. Okay. Just so you know. Your token 
three, four times a week, heart attack, stroke, right? Another study, um, this one out of Denmark, says that if you're doing regular marijuana use, that you have 30% more chance to develop schizophrenia in your personality. See, what the potheads don't get, and they don't care, believe me, they couldn't care less, is that when you put stuff into your brain, that affects your brain. Smoking tobacco affects your lungs, all right? Smoking marijuana affects your heart. So you're, you're imbibing stuff that isn't natural, okay? Food is natural. You got to have food. If you eat terrible food, you're going to suffer for that. But if you drink all day, your liver is going to go. Okay, and if you talk all day, your mind and your heart are going to go. So why did the government destroy the tobacco industry, which is horrible, tobacco is horrible for you, but allows this intoxicant, marijuana, and they push it, they encourage it. Do you ever think about that? Now, the only reason is because baby boomer hippies like marijuana. And they get money. They tax the marijuana. But they tax the alcohol, too. Okay? But you don't hear public service announcers saying, hey, stay away from the marijuana and stay away from the booze. You got George Clooney out there with the tequila. Say, hey, yeah. And Clooney's a multimillionaire because he sells booze. And I'm picking on him. There's tons of others who do the same thing. But this is a health emergency in America. But there's no publicity about it. It's cool. Yeah, let's go smoke some pot. And the vaping thing, right? Don't they vape THC now or something? I, I don't even know. I'm not in that world. I just know it's, it's a crazy world. JetBlue. So you all know about my history with JetBlue. If you don't, just Google JetBlue O'Reilly and you'll see me yelling at them at JFK Airport. The worst I have ever seen. And I have been, God, I must have flown 10,000, 20,000 times in my life. I have never seen anything as bad as JetBlue. Ever, anywhere. I've flown Air Vietnam. I've flown every puddle jumper you can imagine. Never anything come close to that. And I let them have it because they lied to all of their passengers outright lie. And they were rude in doing it. Okay. So now, according to the Series and Exchange Commission, um, which is involved because all the airlines have to file regulatory stuff with it, uh, JetBlue is seeing a significant decline in passengers and revenue. And it started right when I had my beef with them. Now, am I happy this is happening? No. There's some good people who work for JetBlue, and I don't want them furloughed. I don't want them hurt. I don't want their salaries cut. I don't want any of that. Their management is so bad. And if the board of directors of JetBlue don't fire these people, then come on. Everybody knows. 
And, and every time I pick up the paper, JetBlue's expanding or buying or this or that. I'm going, I can't get the planes off the ground. Look, so far this year, 33% of every JetBlue flight has been delayed. And the average delay is 68 minutes. Come on. 33% of every, of all their flights are delayed. Okay. Free marketplace. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to uh, trans. You know, this trans stuff is interesting. Infinitesimal is the number of people who want to change their genders. It, it, it's, but the progressive left has seized on that to build up this persecution of trans people. All right. I don't know why they picked it. It's not working out well for Bud Light. It's not working out well for a whole bunch of people who have embraced this. I did not know that the states of Tennessee and Kentucky passed a law that says, all right, minors cannot, under the penalty of law, receive medical procedures to change gender. So if a doctor or even a parent is giving hormones or anything like that, operations to a a minor under 18 to change their gender, person can be prosecuted. So, of course, it was challenged right away. And uh, U.S. Court of Appeals, uh, Circuit Judge Jeffrey Sutton in charge, said, no, states can regulate this. So they threw the appeal out and Sutton said, quote, the government has the power to reasonably limit the use of drugs. If that's true for adults, it is surely true for their children. So you have to take drugs to change your gender. That's what the state of Tennessee and Kentucky are banning. Very interesting case there. More states now will do that. Not liberal states. Illinois, one of the most liberal states in the union with the worst governor in the United States, J.B. Pritzker. J.B. Let's see J.B. There he is. J.B. Looks, doesn't he look like a sheriff that may be south of the Mason-Dixon line? Hey, J.B. Anyway, he's mad because the migrants are coming to Chicago. He writes to President Biden. Unfortunately, the welcome and the aid Illinois has been providing to these asylum seekers has not been matched. With support by the federal government, most critically, the federal government's lack of intervention and coordination at the border has created an untenable situation for Illinois, unquote. 
That letter went out yesterday. So JB doesn't say what everybody knows that Biden opened that border because of people like JB and Hochul in New York and Newsom in California. They want an open border. I got a great message of the day uh, tomorrow on this. I hope you every morning you should go to BillOReilly.com. It's free. You don't have to sign up for anything. Read the message of the day. So, and by the way, JB says Illinois has spent $330 million so far caring for the migrants who are here. $330 million. Now, the people of Illinois, they, they can't be taxed anymore. You can't tax those people anymore out there. It's up to here. Okay. So I go on News Nation, and this is a topic. Will it take? I have to give you credit, though, really, and go back in time as you've talked Thank about Thank you. I mean, you I did. was... We have, we, we, look. No, you were. We got a clip of it from 2015. We, Take a listen. The left wants open borders. No restrictions on those who come here. No detention. No physical barrier. No deportation proceedings unless a serious crime other than illegal entry is committed. And if you disagree with that, you are promoting an anti-immigrant police state. Okay, so that was eight years ago I said that. And Leland Vittard, who used to work at Fox, now is at News Nation, gave me credit for being perspicacious, word of the day. But I knew I was a, take a genius to figure this out. Can't, you can't allow millions and millions and millions of people here, mostly poor, and not disrupt the entire country. It's, it's impossible, all right? So now the progressives like J.B. Pritzker and Hochul and Newsom and all, the Massachusetts governor, all of them. No, oh, no, no. Now you got to reimburse. Hey, you're the people who allowed Biden to do this. And one final thing, and I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Biden could stop this tomorrow, today, if somebody could wake him up from his nap. All right. Sign an executive order that suspends all asylum requests for a year until we get this thing under control. That means anybody coming across the border asks for asylum goes right back to Mexico or Canada, very few coming from Canada, turn them right around. You're not coming in, you can't do it. We're not, we're not processing those claims. Why won't Biden do that? Because he doesn't care. Smart life. All right, we talked about this top program. So the stock market since August 1st is down about 2,500 points. 2,500 points. This is the Dow. Brutal. Why? Because of the political uncertainty. So Trump looks like he's going to get the nomination now, despite all of the cases against him. And Biden is in deep, deep trouble. Once you have that system, foreign investors, because all over the world, people invest in the U.S. stock market, pull back. So I gave you good advice at the beginning of this year. I said, and I cannot directly give you financial advice. Again, not buying stocks, not doing it. Now, I hold some stocks, about 20% of my portfolio, and I have mutual funds, as any responsible investor would. I'm holding on to those because it's going to be painful for the next 12 months, but they'll go back up again. 
stocks will go back up again. We don't know when, but it will happen. And that's the historical cycle since the Great Depression. But if you sell, then you lose and you don't, you're not going to recoup. That's what I'm doing, not telling you to do that. But this is bad. And this is going to be another factor into the Biden re-election campaign. Bidenomics, it's a joke. But it's not a funny joke. Because a lot of people, particularly older people, their retirement funds are tied into the stock market. And we're getting killed here because we have an incompetent president and a challenger, Mr. Trump, who is volatile. I think that's fair. Okay, let's go to the final thought. Donald Trump angry about his circumstance, uh, no question about it. And here is his theme. Go. It's just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt in the history of our country. The documents, whole thing is a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. This is a continuation of the single greatest witch hunt of all time. It's a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. Now, I've, I've asked a person Donald, close to Donald Trump, to, when he says it's a witch hunt to hold up killing the witches, <laughs> what a great promotion that would be. I sent him a bunch of copies and said, look, just hold the book up. It'll make your point for you. All right. Killing the witches. And it really about that. It's about the abuse of the judicial system back in 1692. No due process, none of that. Accusations, conviction. And then in the book, we zip it right up to the modern times. We don't do politics, but we do personal stories, regular folk. An ESPN uh, sportscaster was covering a Serena Williams match. We have this in the book. And this was courtesy of reporting by uh, Phil Mushnick of the New York Post. And he said in the body of his uh, analysis on the tennis match that Miss Williams uh, is using guerrilla tactics like guerrilla warfare, hit and run. Well, the New York Times Stringer said he was calling Serena Williams a guerrilla and that was racist. ESPN fired the man. Fired him. He had a heart attack and almost died a short time later. He's never, ever been, got an apology, nothing. Whole life ruined. What's the difference beside the rope around the neck between Salem in 1692 and America in 2023? That's the worthiness of killing the witches. Thank you very much for watching and listening to us today. We'll see you again tomorrow.